just say what I think he did, did he? And Dr. Dre said, nothing, you idiots. Dr. Dre's dead. He's locked in my basement. Swimming and swimming love him and them. Ticket, 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 slim shady. I'm sick of him. Look at him walking around, grabbing his you-know-what, flipping the you-know-who. Yeah, but he's so cute, though. Yeah, I probably got a couple of screws up in my head loose, but no worries to what's going on in your parents' bedroom. Sometimes I want to get on TV and just let loose, but can't. But it's over time green to hump a dead moose. My mom is on your lips. My mom is on your lips. I open with the real Slim Shady, please stand up, is because all I've heard all day is that this is the battle of the frogs. The Bears, no one believes in them. The Rams, they've just been beaten up on the trash NFC East. So what, d- does this game now, that, that changes everything? You go from a joke to an elite uh, Super Bowl contender? I don't know. I-, I guess so. So this game's for all the marbles. The real fraud becomes fraud no more. Uh, 609-601-3290, live until 1 a.m. And crazy week seven, Luke. First of all, I'll bring you into the conversation. How you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Um, <laughs> so what was... <laughs> I mean, I got so much. I have, like, all these notes. I'm, I'm overachieving. I'm trying to be a hero. That's the first thing. But Well, let's talk, let's talk about this the so-called this solves the fraud game. Okay. Um, you know, I think, look, the Bears are 5-1. and one. They're in first place in the NFC right now yep. as this is being aired. Um, they beat the Bucks, and the Rams just pretty much got trounced by the Niners. They so, did. Like, and the <laughs> Niners got trounced by the Dolphins. You know, I want. I don't want to play that. If A, then B, then C, then D. Yeah, the whole you're year. playing that college football but game a little bit. A little but I'm with, with that you. game. But yeah. literally seven days ago, they got blown out by the Niners, and then seven days before that, the Niners got blown out by the Dolphins. I don't. I think the Niners are good, but the that wasn't even close. Like the Rams, like barely came out to play. Um, so I'm. Not, I'm. I think the Bears are better than the Rams. Obviously, it's still ten three. It's a really close game. If the Bears don't get the running game going, I'm not sure what they can do this year. But excellent <laughs> defense. I'm a big believer in Foles. Pretty good receivers. Jimmy Graham is going to do enough to get open. You know, have have one touchdown and you know forty yards. He'll do what a tight end needs to do. Um, so I'm a believer, but uh, they need to be able to run the ball, and if they don't figure that part out, that's going to be tough. Yeah, they they could be in trouble. But you got Nick Foles, man. He he's gonna he's gonna bring out the magic when you least uh, expect it. The Bears, the the closing number here. Bears getting six and a half. Yeah, a lot and of the points. public was all over that, which makes me think. As an overthinker, okay, the Rams are going to win this mm-hmm. because everyone's on the Bears. No one's a believer yeah. of the Rams, especially with that NFC East beatdown schedule as i mentioned going into tonight i know you're a little biased but you felt confident the bears would win this game um no i wouldn't go that far i wouldn't go that far i i've liked the rams the whole year i just was kind of taken aback by the results of the niners rams game so uh that made me kind of hesitate on picking the rams Mm -hmm. um it's fair but no, I've I've thought that the NFC West is the strongest and most wide open race the that the NFL has to offer. I think that all four of those teams are super legit. Can all four get in? Um, Extended playoffs this year that can be that can happen for real. <laughs> right. So <laughs> that, that'd be crazy. There's, there's going to be four wild cards this year. There's three. There's going to be three. There's going to be first round three. Fir- first place in each conference gets a bye that's the only team that's getting a bye this year right is the first place team so right the second place team will play a wild card yes so i mean theoretically you could have all four teams from that division in do i think it would happen 
I mean, the easy answer is no, of course. I mean, because then Bears Packers, one of those two teams, isn't getting in if all four get into the NFC West. Right. Yeah, and that's not going to happen unless you think the Bears are just going to have an epic type of collapse. And I don't know their schedule. I don't have it memorized, um, and we can take a look at that in a minute. But I don't think that's possible as they're off to a 5-1 and one start. It's 10-3 right now, so we'll keep you updated with the Monday night football game. A ton of baseball talk we'll get into later, though, because there's way too much NFL. But <laughs> that Game 4 World Series game on Saturday night, dude, I mean, that's... Finish. My goodness, you can't get finish. any more exciting than that. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Saturday was kind of a boring sports day, I thought. And to kind of finish out with that was, was, was worth my nine hours on the couch. Yeah. That, that really, <laughs> yes. that really gave yes. me some validation to theory of I haven't wasted my entire Saturday by not leaving my apartment. Agree. I think that's an excellent point by you. You know, it, it validated uh, 10 hours of, of the couch imprint uh, right there. <laughs> so uh, Kershaw, you know, I've been critical of Kershaw in the past, and he seems like now he is – potentially rewriting the narrative of he can't get it done in the postseason. He did just enough uh, his last start there to, to say, okay, he didn't blow it. And I think they made a good call getting him out. He'd rather get him out and out early than an out late. Mm-hmm. So they got him out, maybe an out or two early, which is fine. And right now he's the favorite. Uh, last time I checked earlier tonight to win World Series MVP, if all goes that'd, to plan. That'd be a cool moment for him. That would be. Uh, I'm I'm rooting for him. He seems like a great guy. He had yeah, his kids in the gosh. press conference. So, yeah, um, yeah, nothing bad to say about him other than his history in the postseason at yeah. times. Um, yeah. But I mean, he could change that. Tyler Glass now is just getting shelled. I don't know what – I was trying to listen to John Smoltz explain. He got a little too tactical on me. Um, <laughs> Dumb and, it down, Johnny. Yeah, um, and explaining his release, and he's not – you know, he's kind of tipping pitches. I'm like, I get all that, but, like, why wasn't he doing this in – july when he was rolling like yeah he was up for cy young oh yeah i mean he's a stud you know well, he, like, he's, he's a just, stud yes he's got nothing i mean the, the dodgers were what they dropped three in the first inning i mean it, yep. was, it was yeah it was a bloodbath for a, a blood second like, he's he has got nothing so if you're trying to win a world series game don't put him out there because that's two times now he's kind of got shelled yeah he's he's gotten shelled he's he's the new kershaw he's yeah, the new kershaw right, right. <laughs> so uh we'll get into into that game Six preview uh, and outlook predictions, betting trends, all that good stuff. 8.08 Eastern time tomorrow night. So we'll have the second half of that game live for you right here in the Prop Swap studios. All right, so we're going to go right through here, Luke, all the way up until about 10.30. We're going to have some fun to open the show. And here's some of my biggest takeaways, and we'll get into last night's game in a second because that was a hell of a way to end an NFL Sunday. Week 7. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Week 7. It was one of the worst beatings sports books in the U.S. have taken in a long time. By far the worst beating this season. And you look at public-backed bets uh, for Week 7, and the Packers just shelled. We talk about a shelling. 35-20 over the Houston Texans. They were three-point favorites. 87% of the public was behind the Packers, minus three. The books got a little bit back with that under because that total closed at 55 and a half, and it finished, luckily for them, right at 55. They, um, they closed as a three-point favorite? Yes. Oh, that's, that's a stinky spread. I'm, I'm what surprised. What am I missing there? Yeah. Right? I, I don't touch games like that. Any, if there's a, if I have a Green Bay Packer team who's like the NFC's best going into a, a one-win 
Houston team, I'm not touching that game if it's minus three. No. Stay, stay far away. Yeah, I, I didn't touch it personally yeah. um, because – That's interesting that so many public people got – I mean, mo- obviously most of the public isn't as astute, hopefully, as us two are. I hope not. Um, but, <laughs> At uh, least you. Yeah, no, I'm bull. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I that's interesting. That's yeah. a really interesting spread that it closed at three. Oh, the Packers are also um, – one of the best records against the spread now after week seven, but mm-hmm. I'll get into some of that. A- another heavily backed team was the Steelers. And that game, did you watch that game? Yeah. That was unbelievable. Yeah, it was a great game. They end up winning 27-24. That spread closed at the Steelers getting one, mm-hmm. and over 70% of the public uh, was behind the Steelers. Titans, that was their third game in 12 days. I, I thought that would be a really tough task, and I, I thought they – we're up, up for it. They yeah. should have and could have easily won that game. Yeah, don't don't ever say die on the Tennessee Titans. That team can play. Yeah, um, I I liked them before this week. I liked them after this week. They held the Steelers, who are an excellent football team, to a really good game. Um, great defense, great coach. Mm-hmm. Tannehill seems to have revitalized his career. I like I like the Titans. They can play. I don't, uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if they knock off Kansas City or Baltimore, the two kings right now, but fine. You know, injury happens, a ball bounces the wrong way in the postseason. Here we go. Yeah, and I think, and we'll get into that Chiefs game too, how the Chiefs won, what, 43-16, to 16, and Mahomes barely even played, that's scary. That's more scary to me than Mahomes slinging five or six touchdown passes. You say, Holy bleep, he didn't do anything, and the Chiefs absolutely rolled. They had a pick six for a touchdown. That's obviously what a pick yeah. six is. Uh, a kick return for a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos suck. I'm not <laughs> I'm not yeah. ready to, like, uh, obviously Still. the Chiefs. I hear you that that is a brand new way that the Chiefs can now <laughs> win football games yeah. is by their defense. That's fair. Like, we rarely have said that over the past three years of their dominance. And in that fashion. And in that fashion, yeah. You know. But the Broncos, I, I never understood the hype to open the season. I Cool. Drew Locke's in there. Great. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, cool, dude. That doesn't. Drew Locke doesn't do on, anything for on, you. No, <laughs> on them winning the on the them winning the AFC West, I don't see it. So the people's champs, public backed cash outs, Packers minus three, Steelers plus one, some public pests, heavily backed teams against the spread that screwed you yesterday. Those New York Jets, man. They will always screw you. They were getting 10. First cover of the year yesterday against the Bills. And, Luke, 90% of the public on the Buffalo Bills. That was the third highest bet on game of Week 7 for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. (laughs) Exactly what the Jets would do. Right when you – like, we both have known that they are a horrendous football team, horrendous organization. Yep. I think, what's his name, Woody Johnson's an idiot. Yes. Like, all, everyone involved with the New York Jets. I kind of used to be a Sam Darnold guy. I'm not any longer. Yeah, He's, me either. Like, you had Le'Veon Bell. The whole mono thing was kind of weird. Very. Like, you've just started to chip away at my trust. Um, <laughs> and then right when you pick on the Bills to blow the doors off, they finally cover and they throw your parlays into the garbage. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating and typical Jets. So my advice don't take the Jets the rest of the season. I, I'm just I'm sick of them. Don't even give them attention. All right, just ignore their texts. Just ig- <laughs> I'm done with them. All right. Uh, another public pest, of course, especially in this territory, the Dallas Cowboys. Eighty percent of the public was on the Dallas Cowboys. Now Dallas is zero and seven against the spread. They're the first team since the 2006 Miami Dolphins, Luke, to start zero and seven against the spread. Classic Dallas. 
That uh, that defense is something else, and by <laughs> something else, I mean one of the worst I have ever seen. And I, Jalen Smith, the linebacker, the the Notre Dame linebacker, mm-hmm. one of my favorite linebackers in the NFL. Like I feel so bad for that man. Yeah, like he's having like eight, ten tackle games, like sack, forced fumble, recovered fumble. Like his stat line's incredible. And even uh, Van Der Esch is I, I kind of like that guy too, but. My I like Van Der Esch, like yeah. Them as a unit is just awful. Yeah, it feels like they only have Kyle two guys Allen's out there. dropping 20 on you. Like, <laughs> it's, it's bad. And, you know, the story today, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you've listened to something earlier uh, throughout the day. Uh, Andy Dalton gets a, a late hit, a dirty hit. He has a concussion, concussion, and everyone just turns away. Not one teammate helps him up. Not one teammate has his back. And, you know, Mike McCarthy talked about it in the postgame presser, and that just sums up the Dallas Cowboys right now. And, and I don't wish ill will on any player, but I love it because Jerry Jones, once again, has really screwed the pooch uh, mm-hmm. down in Dallas. I mean, McCarthy seems like the wrong hire. Just every button that he's been pressing is the wrong one. Yep, and uh, nice Sunday night matchup against the Birds. <laughs> I know. The, uh, <laughs> the two, four, and one Eagles. That's right. Versus the two and five yep. Cowboys. Yep. What a barn burner we have for our Sunday night festivities. <laughs> Get your popcorn ready because. <laughs> with, with, I'll forget the guy's name. Nate Granucci. What is the Cowboys? The James um, Madison quarterback? I had, to, I had to write it down, and it's somewhere in my notes. Danucci or Dan. No, Ben Danucci. Oh, okay. I ben think Danucci. I got a thank sandwich you, from you. him the other day. Ben Danucci. All right. I, with extra, extra, extra mutts. Yeah, extra mutts. He's, he makes the mutts with his hands. He's Ben Danucci. Go see Ben Danucci over at the Nucci's. Um, <laughs> so he's getting the start against the Eagles. Yeah. And he'll, he'll throw he, for 404 touchdowns. No, the Eagles defense is good. Yeah. I like the Eagles defense. Our, our offense is uh, struggle bus. Offense is struggling. Yeah. So, real quick, uh, NFC updated odds. We're not going to get into this, but just to throw it out there as a tease. The Eagles now, minus 165 to win the division. Mm -hmm. Great. Cowboys plus 350. Washington plus 420. Um, New York Giants plus 1,200. So, I'll discuss that a little bit later. And and to wrap up this NFL Sunday, and I I didn't even touch on all the games. You have the Bucs. You have the Patriots and Cam Newton, who Cam looked, oh, my goodness gracious. And, and I'll get into that a little bit later, too. But that game last night, Luke, how about Arizona? Yeah. Kyler Murray going toe-to-toe with, with Russ. And, you know, he didn't do it himself, but that's how it works. He outdueled them. They get the win after uh, Kingsbury frees his own kicker. And uh, Arizona now moving up the charts. Yep. Crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, you asked me last week what was my favorite ticket on PropSwap. And my response was we had a $500 ticket on the Cardinals to win the NFC West. It was odds of plus 680. At the time, uh, MGM had cards to win the NFC West at plus 500. So immediate value, best odds in the universe. Um, The Cardinals win the NFC West, and they play against Seattle, win a heck of a Sunday night football game, and now their odds are like 3-1. to So... Uh, your $500 ticket is now worth at least 1000 and you got plenty more room to run um, with, uh, with a game one notch win against the division-leading Seattle Seahawks. So there you go. And that's the, that's the opportunity and value that we talk about with PropSwap. And that game last night is just another perfect, perfect example 
Uh, I know that there was a ticket last Monday, I think right after you and I had that conversation where someone capitalized on that, right? That's that's the exact yeah, ticket that you're talking about. It sold, yeah. it sold hours after we talked about it on the show. So Unbelievable. So it's with prop swap, we say it all the time, but we have to continue to have examples fall in our favor. And the Arizona Cardinals is just the perfect example. You can take flyers on these sleeper type of odds scenarios, and the Arizona Cardinals aren't a bad team. Like last week, they weren't, you know, they're mm-hmm. four and two. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not on your radar for these type of bets it's for the average better. But there's that opportunity, and, and it already can pay off. Yeah, you know, and a ticket like that, again, when you're betting straight bets and parlays, like if your straight bet loses or if a leg of your parlay loses, your ticket is toast. But in an example like that, where you're betting the Cardinals win the NFC West, like, yes, you're paying $500, now it's worth over 1000 but you could always sell out of that for $150, mm-hmm. right? So, like, you have a floor with these futures, um, where if it's if the ball bounces the wrong way, your ticket isn't worth zero. You can still get out of your five hundred dollar investment for half of what you paid. There you go. And there's another example that we can touch on because I, a big story has been Fitzpatrick getting benched, and then now it's two a time down in Miami. Um, and I bring this up because yesterday, two other stories that I really didn't touch on: Herbert and Burrow. They both had. Monster days, and now Herbert. I mean, he was he had like five percent um, odds to win Offensive Rookie of the Year preseason. Now he's the favorite over Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow has been balling. So yeah. that puts into perspective what Herbert has been doing. But now two is already without even starting a game, already in the mix in that conversation. Last week he was nowhere near it. Yeah. No, we sold a ticket on Tua to win Offensive Rookie of the Year like 10 days ago at 300 to 1 odds. So <laughs> buyer paid 33 bucks. He got 301 odds um, on Tua. The, the original seller, the guy who purchased the ticket initially, he was just trying to get out. He was like, I've been riding yeah. this Tua to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year ticket the whole season. I just want to get out of this thing. Let me get 33 bucks back. The buyer swoops in, and he's off to the races now. You know that that thirty-three dollar ticket that sold on PropSwap ten days ago is now worth over a thousand dollars. I should have gotten that ticket. <laughs> it's you know like that's it just it, it pays to bet long shots. You know it pays yeah. to pick these long shot teams. I'm not saying bet the house. I'm not saying bet you know ten G's on these things, but throw thirty-three bucks down. See if Tua can win a couple of games, and you could literally sell it right now before he's even taken a snap this upcoming NFL mm-hmm. Sunday for $1,000. Can you imagine if his first start goes well? Right. <laughs> What's going to happen? Right. You know? I mean, it's not – you say take a shot on a long shot, and usually when people hear that, it's like, okay, well, I have to wait this thing out. That's not even the case either, like as we've been discussing. So I think it's really interesting to see how these – how this futures market and how prop swap is infiltrating it. Um, you really have to get on the bandwagon and realize the opportunity that's, that's in front of you because I think it's, it's wild. And Herbert, man, I, I don't know. He might be better than Burrow. Is that crazy for me to say? No. Um, <laughs> no. I mean, Cincinnati's got a lot more weapons, uh, arguably, you know, obviously uh, Herbert has Keenan Allen, but the running back situation is really bad. Herbert's like leading the team in rushing. Yeah, a few weeks in a row, like that's kind of crazy. So that's you know that adds to his resume. 
is that his rushing yards is really strong. Um, you know, Joe Burrow seems to be more of a vocal guy. He's pretty animated out there, so that's fun. Herbert seems to be pretty level-headed, mm-hmm. um, so maybe just less of a character. Right. Um, but I don't know. I'm not an Anthony Lynn guy at all. Um, so, you know, I even kind of give Herbert more credit then because his head coach isn't as good. That's a good point. Um, but T. Higgins is having a year. Yep. You know, uh, A.J. Green is playing good enough. He's had a he's had a slightly uptick in production the last few weeks. Um, so, you know, it's they're both they're that's that's a three pony race for sure. And like you just said, say Tua comes out and balls this Sunday, like dang, that's <laughs> that's a really fun fun award to watch. Yes, it is. That's gonna escalate things uh, really quickly. And just to give you the odds for offensive rookie of the year per DraftKings. We have Herbert at minus 177, Joe Burrow at plus 225, uh, and then Justin Jefferson, 12 to 1, two a time, 16 to 1. So he is right there in the thick of that conversation without even starting a game yet. One start, and all of a sudden he could jump ahead of Justin Jefferson and really be, be in the conversation. Um, or, if you really want to think about it, he could have a horrible game, his odds could jump back, and then that's when you can jump on it. I mm-hmm. mean, there, there's... There's always opportunity. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, you can look at it from a million different ways, and there's always going to be potential for you to make a return on your investment. 609-601-3290. 609-601-3290. We are live in the Prop Swap Studios, and the Rams, 17-3, to uh, just over three minutes left in the third. They are driving. They are approaching the 30-yard line inside the 50 uh, and the Bears need to come up with a stop here, ideally a turnover, and uh, flip the script here real quick. Yeah, if they get three, even 20-3 to three would be the score. That, that's a tough uh, hill to climb. Um, yeah, three points through uh, three quarters. Not a way to win a football game. No, that's not, that's not what, uh, what you practiced, although they don't really practice anymore. But um, <laughs> you get the point. The, the, me- the mental reps. <laughs> exactly. Okay? Sitting on Zoom. That's right. Yeah. The, the Zoom the Zoom call did not go over this. That is not what they Zoomed about. Um, plenty more to get into live in the Prop Swap studios. On the other side, we have Johnny Beck. John McMullen, NFL Eagles insider. He's going to talk Cowboys, that situation, NFC East, uh, all the latest regarding the injuries surrounding the Philadelphia Eagles because that can take an hour uh, in itself. So much more to come here live in Prop Swap Studios, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. This is The Fix on a crazy Monday, recapping a crazy NFL Week 7.
The smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. DelVal Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Mulebrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to Geico or going direct to Progressive we do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Mulebrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. If you're an owner, general manager, or sales manager of an auto dealership in the Delaware Valley, get in touch with Jacob Media right now and ask for this exclusive opportunity to saturate the market. If you're looking for showroom ups, buyers, and used car buyers who will travel to your dealership and do business, get in touch and understand why our Automotive Minute and our pre-owned showcase will drive eyeballs and phone calls. You will do business. Jacob Media Partners will turn on the power of radio and drop your dealership right in front of the car buyers. Contact Joe Krause at Jacob Media Partners 267-261-3428. The power of the Automotive Minute produced by Jacob Media Partners will bring you buyers. Contact me, Joe Krause, at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. And turn on the power of radio. Ups, calls, and buyers guaranteed to sell every car we feature in the Automotive Minute. I'm Joe Krause. I'll see you on the road. Sports are back, baby, and it's time to get those jerseys, those youth jerseys, those youth trophies, logos, everything you need to get that sports league up and running. So who do you call? There's only one place to call. It's Keystone Recognition. Over 40 years of servicing Philadelphia, Bucks, Montgomery, Chester, and South Jersey counties. Promotional items, logo clothing, retirement plaques. They do it all, and they do it safely. Think of Keystone Recognition for your PPE needs. That's masks, hand sanitizers, and more. Keystone Recognition provides non-contact pickup and delivery. So give Jeremy and Johnny a call. 215-464-9900 or check them out online at Keystone Recognition. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the PropSwap studios of AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. Hi, welcome back. Live in the Prop Swap studios on The Fix. How we doing, everyone? Hope you had a great weekend. It was a fun NFL Week 7, crazy Sunday. Just so many storylines, and we'll try and recap all of them, touch on all of them, and how it impacts Week 8, how it impacts the NFC, the Eagles. There's so much to get into there, and that's why we have to bring on 
John McMullen, as we do every single night at 10.30 for your football fix. Follow John on Twitter at JFMcMullen. Um, where else can you find him? Everywhere. Sports Illustrated at SI.com, Philly Voice dot com and extending the play every Saturday morning right here on AM fourteen ninety from ten AM to eleven AM. John, how we doing? Hey Ryan. I'm uh struggling through a, a little Monday night football. <laughs> yeah, this is um I don't know. I, I guess it's surprising, but you know the public, just to put it in the betting terms here, the public was heavily behind the Bears, so I guess that tells you something right there. Um, that's usually never a good sign, and it's just all L.A. So are you under the belief that Chicago isn't as good as their record says they are? No, I, I've been of that belief since they were uh, good, and, and I put that in quotations in, in Matt Nagy's first year when the Eagles beat him in the playoffs, and Nick Foles had that win the double doink game. Um, uh, they have a good defense, but, I mean, they struggle offensively, and that had a lot to do with Mitchell Trubisky. Now it's Nick Foles there, but they just don't have, and I think people are seeing that, they don't have playmakers for a long time in that game. I mean, their leading receiver was Cole Tomet. He still might be. I haven't been playing, paying that close attention, but, it's a rookie tight end out of Notre Dame. I mean, that's not going to scare opposing defenses. They just don't have playmakers. Allen Robinson's a, a really good receiver, but he's not a, a dynamic deep threat, uh, more of an intermediate guy. Uh, running game is just ass, and uh, that's that's their issue. It continues to be their issue. Yeah, so 5-1 and one and the Rams 4-2. and two. So now on the flip side of things, let's just play the hypothetical that the Rams end up holding on here. Are the Rams as good as a potential 5-2 and two record says they are? Yeah, I, I think the Rams are a good team. Uh, I, I think, um, and that pretty much sums it up. I don't think they're a great team. It's a, it's a good division. Um, everybody is good out there practically. Uh, so that hurts because you're going to start beating up on each other uh, at some point. And, and all of those teams, and you kind of saw it with Seattle, Arizona. I mean, even Arizona is in the mix now. Um, it, it might be the deepest division in football, um, and that's going to hurt the Rams. But I think I think they're a good team, and, and I, I don't think they reach to the level of legitimate Super Bowl contender, but solid team that could certainly be a playoff team yeah so that's that's the storylines that i've heard all day um leading into this game and now it's just been all rams as there's about 20 seconds left in the third rams are up 24 to 3 all right john let's transition now to nfc east and before we get into eagles news and notes we have to talk about this cowboys team and it's been talked about all day andy dalton dirty hit he gets a concussion. He doesn't know where he's at, what day or year it is. And not one teammate, no one helps him up. No one goes to his defense. And they look as bad as I've ever seen the Dallas Cowboys look. And I've seen a lot of bad Cowboys teams. 
Yeah, and and beyond the offense, which was obviously pathetic, you can kind of understand that part of it because you don't have your starting quarterback to begin with, and then you lose your backup quarterback. So uh, a lot of the offensive stuff, uh, I think, is kind of baked in and understandable, uh, even though they have really good receivers, a good running back. But when you look at uh, their offensive line, all the injuries, in a lot of ways, they've mirrored the Eagles from that perspective. They got one guy left that was from their projected starting offensive line, just like the Eagles had uh, before Lane Johnson uh, made it back to the lineup. So I think that explains the offensive deficiencies, but what I can explain is the defense, which has been historically bad. They can't stop anybody. They can't stop anything, uh, and it's strange because if you look at some of the players they have, it starts with Demarcus Lawrence up front, but um, you know Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch is even back at at, at linebacker now. Um, they can't stop anybody, and I, I, it's it's a head scratcher. And Mike Nolan's the defensive coordinator, and. Whatever he's doing, it's not working. So, I mean, I think everybody focuses on Mike McCarthy, and understandably so because of what went on at the end of the Green Bay and now it looks that whole narrative that he took time off to revisit his coaching strategy and get more modern is not working out well. But as I said, you take any offensive coach and – put them down to their third-string quarterback, they're not going to look good. They're not. They're just not. So that part is explainable. The defense, that's not explainable. <laughs> no, it's it's certainly not. And Andy Dalton, before he went out with the concussion, he was 9 of 19, 75 yards, uh, and an interception. <laughs> so not much to read. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and I mean, yeah, the backup quarterback is terrible. And then you, you move down from there, and you can imagine. I, I mean, it, it, if the Eagles had to play Nate Sudfeld, they'd probably be better off, but they would not look good. I mean, the Eagles haven't looked good with a star quarterback in, for <laughs> significant periods of time. So, uh, again, I keep using – that term explainable, the offensive issues, I, I completely understand with that offensive line situation and with that quarterback situation. If if I give you Demarcus Lawrence and Jalen Smith and, and uh, as I said, Leighton Vander Esch and add in, you know, they bring in Everson Griffin, um, you know, Alton Smith, Alden Smith, I think, is overrated, hasn't played in so long, but still he's a big name. They draft uh, Trayvon Diggs, or Stephon Diggs' his brother, uh, great corner at Alabama. They have Xavier Woods. Uh, the secondary was never great, but it was, it was, it was okay. Uh, it doesn't make, that, I, it doesn't make sense at all. And you have to start, as I said, what, what the heck are you trying to accomplish and it's certainly not working, so you should be able to shift gears uh, and do something with the talent on hand. They have been, not been able to do that. Is Ben DiNucci really going to be the starting quarterback Sunday night against the Eagles, or what are their options? Well, I, I mean, their option is cross their fingers and hope Andy Dalton gets through the concussion protocol, which <laughs> seems to happen 
more often for quarterbacks than any other position. That's a little bit of my conspiracy theory for tonight. But nonetheless, <laughs> that that's the hope. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> Ben Tanucci's seventh-round pick uh, from James Madison. Uh, they also have uh, Garrett Gilbert or Gilbert Garrett. I, I don't know who ate Gilbert Grape. That's, that's Gilbert the other quarterback they have. <laughs> Uh, on the roster. So, yeah, I mean, it's bad. And, you know, people expect you got Mike Florio and his agenda. Why not bring in Colin Kaepernick? Oh, there it is. Three years and and have him run out there and play a football game uh, with uh, half a week of practice and even trading for a Ryan Fitzpatrick or somebody else. You can't ramp somebody up in that short period of time to play that position in this league you just can't do it and so yeah it's going to be Pantanucci most likely if Andy Dalton can't pass through that protocol so you and look by the way I don't think it matters I think they score 10 points maybe with Andy Dalton 6 to 10 and maybe 0 to 3 with Tanucci <laughs> alright well uh, that's that's a Good timing for the Philadelphia Eagles. And you look at the NFC standings. Eagles, first place, baby, two, four, and one, one and one in the division. Washington, two and five, two and one in the division. Then you have Dallas at two and five at one and one, and the Giants uh, last at one and six. And Washington's on a bye. Eagles, Dallas, and then the Giants are going up against Tom Brady and the Bucks Monday night. So the Eagles really have an opportunity here to get a win, go into their bye week, and pretty much take a hold of this division. Yeah, and if you look out of the bye week, if they go up and beat the Giants again at MetLife coming out of the bye week, I mean, they basically seize the division at that point if they can just take care of business. And, you know, today was sort of the the re-pickup of work for the Eagles after the mini-bye, got the weekend off. Um so we got to talk uh, a little bit of players, and I'm joking around about the Cowboys and their offense and what they're capable of at this point. I think in a lot of ways that's the biggest hurdle for this team this week is sort of human nature and the fact that they know. They they saw that team, except Fletcher Cox, who often says, you know, he got asked again today. Fletcher does not watch football. So if you ever, and it's only TV people, but if you ever ask him, did you watch the Cowboys? He does not watch football. So close circuit to any TV people. He's not going to answer that question. But, uh, you know, Rodney McLeod uh, did, uh, and they see, the larger point is when they watch film, they're going to see how inept this offense is. And there is a little bit of a human nature aspect in saying, Who's the quarterback? Danucci? Right. James Madison? Uh, and you kind of let your guard down. And that's where you can get hurt. Because, I mean, you've seen you've seen the Eagles and some of the big plays they've given up. And you even saw it with the 80-yard Daniel Jones run. Remember, Ezekiel Elliott's still there. So he can break off a run, have a big game. And you know, the receivers are not going to worry you as much as they typically would. Because, at, like any receiver, you need a vehicle to get you the football, and that's the issue. 
So it kind of doesn't matter how good Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup and, and C.D. Lamb are, but, you know, smoke screen, hitch, something like that, 80 yards, you never know. And if you do take an NFL team lightly, you can you could get in trouble from that aspect. But, hey, I, I like where the Eagles are going into this game. It's hard not to. Yeah, it's it really is hard not to. So, Mike McCarthy, and you touched on him and how it's not all his fault, but, of course, he's getting the brunt of this right now. And some of it's absolutely deserved, and I'm sure some of it – isn't but that's the way the cookie crumbles uh sometimes and john do you think there's a chance that he gets relieved of his duties before the season ends jerry jones is way too stubborn and prideful right yeah i i don't think he he should be fired certainly before the season i i think if things go off the rails and they win four games say then I think you could have a one-and-done situation. But I, I, I do think, and, and again, I'll use the Eagles as an example. You saw all the criticism Carson Wentz got and Doug Peterson got and, and still are getting um, because they had all those issues on the offensive line. It's, it's really tough to play offensive football if you have that many injuries on your offensive line. The Cowboys, as I said, have mirrored the Eagles with how many injuries they have. Zach Martin wasn't out there last week. He's an all-pro. He's basically Brandon Brooks. Teron Smith is done for the year. That's arguably the best left tackle in football. Lael Collins is out. That's one of the best right tackles in football. Travis Frederick, everybody knows these names, was a Pro Bowl center. For many years, and uh, he had that uh, disease and, and was forced to retire uh, from football. They have one starter less, and it's Connor Williams, who was the worst part of their offensive line. So that explains the offense. And then you couple that later with losing the starting quarterback. Well, I, I mean – what do people expect? And that's not an excuse for Mike McCarthy, but you saw it here with Doug Peterson. It is hard when you're throwing out the Sua Opetas of the world and the Matt Pryors of the world instead of Brandon Brooks and uh, Wayne Johnson when he was out. Um, it, it's just difficult. It really is. Yeah, no, it's it's certainly that's that's a challenge. You you lose that type of number of starters on the offensive line, especially uh, throw in the quarterback for the Cowboys. I mean, you, you you're not going to win football games in the NFL. It's just it's not going to happen. But uh, in any city, but especially Dallas and Philadelphia, doesn't seem to matter. Um, John, before we get into Eagles. I have to just quickly touch on Washington because they're not getting talked about. It's all Dallas. I'm not saying they should be talked about, but are they a potential threat here to the Eagles? I guess anyone is with the injuries, but are they better maybe than some people think? I'm not saying they're good, but just maybe not as terrible. 
Well, I think they're better defensively, and I think you saw that. I, I think their front is legitimately really good on the defensive side of the football. But as long as Kyle Allen is playing quarterback, I mean, they're not going to be consistent offensively. So they've had that issue. I, I said, and look, I, I have no idea if Alex Smith can play or, or play at a level where it was close to. But if they could get Alex Smith back to where he was pre-injury, and by the way, I think that's extremely unlikely, then I would then I think they would be a real threat to the Eagles in this division. But as I said, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think if he's ready to play, he'd be playing. So, I, I mean, Kyle, <laughs> it's Kyle Allen. I, I, he's not a good quarterback. Uh, and obviously they felt – he gave him a better chance to win than Dwayne Haskins, so that tells you all you need to know about him. Um, so I, I I don't think they're a legitimate threat uh, until they fix the quarterback position. And, and by fix, I don't mean have a star, but if you had a, a high-level game manager type like Alex Smith once was, I think they would be dangerous. But I you know, to me, beating that Dallas team, even though they deserve credit for how they did it so resoundingly, it's it's not impressive. And I'll be saying the same thing uh, next Monday after the Eagles beat them. It's not impressive. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get into the Eagles' news and notes, as there's plenty of injury updates and roster moves. So um, you can just start with all the updates there. Well, I, I obviously Deshaun Jackson, as expected, went on injured reserve and Hassan Ridgeway, and, and Ridgeway has already been ruled out for the year uh, from Doug Peterson. Uh, Deshaun Jackson very likely uh, is um, probably not going to be back for a couple reasons. One, um, it's a pretty significant injury, six to eight weeks. So in theory, he could be back, but by that point, you would assume that that Jalen Rager would seize control of that position uh, as a rookie player, as a rookie first-round pick, and I'm not sure the Eagles will want uh, Deshaun back at the point if he does get healthy. Uh, And and I bring up Rager because the Eagles activated his practice window today to come off injured reserve. Uh, He might – he's reportedly ahead of schedule – so there's a chance he could come off injured reserve for the Cowboys game on Sunday. I still think more likely he'll come back after the bye, uh, and that was the original estimate uh, when he had the thumb surgery. So that's probably still a little bit more likely, but either way he's getting very close. Uh, so that's important. Jason Peters had his practice window activated uh Similar time frame, uh, I think it's more likely after the bye, uh, and he'll be helpful. The, the more interesting part with Jason Peters is where do you put him? Do you put him at left tackle, or do you leave Jordan Mailata there and maybe do some more shuffling, put him at left guard, put him at right guard to try to solidify one of those positions? If you leave him at right guard, that's where he was in training camp. Then you have Nate Herbig playing left guard. That's a little bit better. Or you could leave Herbig at right guard and play him at left guard, and he's 
still stays on that left side. Either way, it should help a little bit the Eagles' offensive line, even though obviously he wasn't playing great before the injury. And the other two guys that Doug Peterson kind of said were going to be back for the Cowboys game at, and not as big of names, but they also had their 21-day windows started, and that's T.J. Edwards, a linebacker, and Rudy Ford, uh, who's one of the Eagles' best special teams coverage guys, so one of those punt gunners. People don't really know about that, but that's that's important for that their special teams units because he's one of their best special teams players. Are the Eagles going to be buyers, sellers, or neither? Yeah, I, I, I kind of wrote about that today. I mean, I, I think everybody says buyers or sellers. It's not You don't have to be buyers or sellers. It could be either or. Um, and I think they're looking for help, but they're looking for a specific kind of help. And all you have to do is look to last year when they traded for Gennard Avery. That would be the type of player they would want to bring in, not position-wise. They're looking for offensive line help. They're looking for help in linebacker, most notably. But um, by Avery type, I mean a, a, a young player on a cost-effective rookie deal. They're not bringing in any big salary players they have too many salary cap issues uh to deal with and you could say well what about a rental you're only paying them this year well no because the eagles want to roll over their extra money this year because they have so many cap issues next year so it does affect uh this year's uh budget uh and they they have it set up so this money will roll over that's why they're not going after a high price player so uh, they would love to sell certain players. They would love to get somebody to take all Sean Jeffrey. Um, nobody's taking all Sean Jeffrey. Why, why would you? Uh, they would love to get rid of Deshaun Jackson. Uh, Zach Ertz would love to get out of here, but guess what? They're both hurt. So that kind of limits that. Um, some people have speculated on Malik Jackson. Well, guess what? Hassan Ridgeway hurt, so now you can't afford to trade him. So, and then on top of that, Ryan, this isn't baseball. This, you know, there aren't huge uh, uh, fire sales in professional football. That's not the way this sport works. So it's not like you can move big contracts at a whim. Although the Eagles would certainly love to do it. Nobody's biting on that. No, no, I don't see that happening. But um, we'll we'll continue to monitor the situation as John McMullen joins me every single night right here, live in the Prop Swap Studios on AM fourteen ninety for your football fix. Follow him on Twitter at JF McMullen, Phillyvoice.com, SI.com, and extending the play every Saturday morning from ten AM to 11 a.m. All right, John, I'm going to let you go. Let's uh, see if Nick Foles and the Bears can get at least one touchdown tonight. Uh, you know, the Nick Foles magic, you just got to wait for it. it <laughs> might start not start till next week, but it'll be back at some point. Of course. It's like a roller coaster ride with Nick Foles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. All right, thanks, Ryan. Yep, later. There he is, Johnny Mack. 
for your football fix. And the Chicago Bears are in the red zone. They had first and goal, and now it's fourth and goal. Let's see if they can punch one in. I'll keep you updated when we return. Quick break. Live in the Prop Swap Studios, this is The Fix. The smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, where America buys and sells Sports bets. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards. Yet his approach to law is rather simple to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates. South Jersey's best. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. The secret is out about the award-winning Wycombe Public House. People travel from everywhere for their mouth-watering 10-ounce burgers and the area's best wings, nightly food specials, their turkey ball, and their homemade treats. Wycombe Public House is a craft beer paradise with 18 rotating drafts, including a weekly selection from acclaimed local brewery Tired Hands. So hop in the car and take a drive to Bucks County because when you arrive at the Wycombe Public House, you'll know that you're home. DelVal Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Mulebrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money, and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to GEICO or going direct to Progressive. We do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Mulebrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the PropSwap studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. PropSwap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. 